Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. So, A-teamers, I've been uh, notified to warn you that our WhatsApp line is still down. So, we can communicate via SMS and also via calling in. Let me remind Repeat the SMS number 41391 or call in on 011-714-2006. Let's welcome our first team, um, first A-team guest uh, who is going to be talking to us about this legal issue of how to navigate through pregnancy and employment. Senior Candidate Attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated, Gabriella. Thank you very much, Gabriella, for joining us. Thank you so much, Patricia. So let's look at what the law says when one is pregnant. Yes. So, you know, when you are, um, when you found out that you were pregnant or you're busy with negotiations um, with your employers, essentially, um, women, we are entitled to four months of unpaid maternity leave um, in terms of the Basic Conditions of Employment Act. And a lot of people get confused with this because, you know, the question is always whether or not you're going to have paid leave. Um, unfortunately, you know, the, the legislation doesn't provide that you are entitled to paid leave. However, you are entitled to, um, for the minimum, four months of, of unpaid maternity leave. And then, you know, the same goes for, for expectant fathers are entitled, unfortunately, to a much, much lesser amount, but um, to 10 days of paternal leave um, once, once the, their child has been born. Now, Gabriella, does this depend on the sort of contract that you have? It definitely does. Look, like I said, you know, that's obviously in terms of, of the law, that's the minimum. Um, but, you know, these are conversations that you can have with your employer's um, even, you know, when you are busy um, with, the, with the job interview, the application process, and you're going through these contractual discussions with your employers, it's always really beneficial um, as someone who is probably planning to, to start a family or to expand their family to have a look at what sort of policies they have in place um, for, for maternity leave. But even if that isn't a conversation that you've had and you're already working with um, with the company, this is definitely discussions that you can bring up with the employer um, once you, you have realized that you, you are pregnant and, and, you know, the impending date is coming. These are arrangements that you can make with the employer possibly to increase um, your maternity leave or, you know, just to have some sort of negotiation in terms of pay. But what happens to those who are contract workers or independent contractors? Um, do they get the same benefit? I'm sure they don't. They don't. So, you know, that's why it's it's very dependent on your contact. Um, I mean, independent contractors and, and contract workers are essentially dealt with very differently to your normal um, permanent staff members. But, you know, when it's it, it would still be a discussion that you could take up um, with them, but most likely you'll be able to rely on, you know, the, the UIF for those benefits, again, dependent on whatever arrangements that you do have in place. 
You know, it's it's always surprising that we say no discrimination in the workplace. But there are work environments where you find that a woman is pregnant and now the pregnancy is showing so the belly is protruding and the employer will be prejudiced against them um, and perhaps say to them look you, you can't be coming to work in this condition or mm. you can't you can no longer do the technical work that you do so can you rather stay at reception but this person is probably an engineer so what does the law say about this and how can one who finds himself in this situation fight it that is something that you seriously need to consider because you know when you're dealing with the different um the different job descriptions that you hold right so as an engineer it would be dependent on what are your day-to-day duties and in terms of the law employers are obliged to obviously assess the different risks um that are taken into consideration and that you know most employees will come face to face with on a daily basis and if your job entails um, quite serious hazardous risks. Um, but they are imbli- obliged essentially then to have a look at what other um, other duties are available to you. So even if that is a receptionist duty, you are not obliged to take that up. That is something that everybody should be aware of. That while that is an obligation of the employers to ensure that they do have these options available for you as a pregnant employee, you are not obliged to move into that new position. So what do you do? How do you have the conversation to say, look, I am still fit, I can still do my duties, um, and I would not like to move to a reception position. I'd like to continue being an engineer. Perhaps uh, let me read the drawings as opposed to going out into the field. How do you have that conversation um, with your employers? Because, you know, sometimes it's not set out Mm. as an optional it's yeah. set out as this is what you're going to be doing because, hey, look at you, you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's it's always a tricky one. Um, I myself, as, as a mother, you know, you find yourself always in these, um, I, I want to say, uncomfortable positions where you're not sure how to bring up certain topics. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you've got to just go out there and you've just got to take the risk. You've just got to bring it up with the employers. At the end of the day, if they essentially fight back, um, for lack of a better phrase, in, in terms of, of your desires and not wanting to move into another position, that is seen as discrimination. That is something that you can then take further. But from my perspective, I suggest that you, you, know, you speak to your HR or you speak to a manager that may be more understanding of your position and just be quite frank with them about it. Um, you know... Like I said, if if they do give any sort of kickback on it without due cause, without due reason, that is something that you can then take up. Um, there's lots of different remedies available. You know, it's always best to try and get an external party involved before you even approach the CCMA for any any sort of um, dispute that you may have, because it may just be that a fresh set of eyes is able to sort that out much easier. A-teamers, we are speaking to Gabriella Kebel, who is a senior candidate attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated. And we are talking about how to navigate the often unavoidable impacts of your pregnancy on your employment. Perhaps you are pregnant currently and you're very excited with your bundle of joy that's soon to come. But you're facing some discrimination from your employer. Please do call in and perhaps Gabriella might be able to give you a way to navigate that. Uh, or maybe you are like me, you've never 
experienced paid maternity leave because you're an independent contractor and you are having this discussion grudgingly because you don't know what the luxury is like. <laughs> call in as well and tell us what your experience was working and being pregnant or even the maternity leave. The number to call in on is 011-714-2006 or you can SMS on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. It's 22 minutes after 10 and uh, we are in conversation with uh, Gabriella Kiebel, who is a senior candidate attorney at Skuman Law Incorporated, talking about uh, pregnancy and the workspace. Please, A-teamers, do join in on the conversation on 011-714-2006 or SMS 41391. Gabriella, in terms of... Um, People who are seeking employment being pregnant, what are their rights? Um, essentially, their rights would be be quite similar. They are, you know, they've got the right to freedom from discrimination. So it's always beneficial for prospective um, employees to to essentially disclose their pregnancy. And again, you know, um, some may opt not to do it just based on how far along in the pregnancy they are, they are. But it is advisable that they notify the employer as soon as possible that they are pregnant. Um, but they definitely have the same rights as, you know, employees that are that, that fall pregnant in that they cannot be um, discriminated against based on the, the status as a pregnant um, woman. And, you know, that goes for the job application as well. So if you do feel that you're possibly, um, your application is possibly being rejected on the basis that you're pregnant, that is something that you can take up as well, as that is clear discrimination. So you as the individual would need to be the one who takes this up. And where do you go? Is it the Labor Court? Is it CCMA? You would refer to the CCMA as unfair discrimination um, dispute. And and uh, but how does the law enforce this? How does the law enforce that employers are, are are doing the right thing? Because I can only imagine that you know, with most interviews, they'll just if they are courteous enough, send you an email or a letter mm. or whatever, just telling you that you, your application was unsuccessful. So how will you know that this was unfair discrimination due, due to the fact that you're pregnant? And so unfortunately, you would not, I mean, majority of the time, I think employees are clever enough to, to not mention that that could possibly be a reason. But if you are of the suspicion that that is something that is being, that is taking place, then, I mean, you know, you definitely need to do something about it because it could be something, a practice that is going on and nobody's ever speaking out about it because they may not be directly affected by it. And because nobody really knows what's going on. While your employers, you know, they, they oblige in terms of the law to have all of these policies in place, um, essentially enforcing the rights of pregnant women, you know, they are not held accountable unless somebody does something about it. So if you do suspect that you have been discriminated against um, based on, on your status as a pregnant woman, um, then that is something that you need to take up immediately because you may be assisting the plight of many other women. Let's go to an Atima on the line. Nkalanga is in Durban. Atima Nkalanga, good evening. Hey, good evening, Patricia and Okes. How are you? Good, thanks. Long, long time. It has been, and I've missed you. 
What have so, you been up to? I, I'm here, I'm here now. Excellent. Yes, uh, I know that this is uh, mostly about uh, females, but uh, there is the paternity side. Uh, I wanted to check with your guest if uh, I can be able to apply uh, for the leave uh, retrospectively, meaning that uh, uh, my child was born uh, last year in April. Can I apply for it now? Because uh, I didn't know about it. All right. And Kalanga, listen on the line and uh, Gabriella will answer you. Okay. Gabriella, go ahead. Thanks. Um, hi there, Kalanga. Unfortunately not. So you would have to, um, the, the leave doesn't apply retrospectively in terms of maternity and paternity leave. You afforded a certain time frame, you know, after the birth to to take that paternity leave and, you know, to essentially bond with your child and the mother. But unfortunately, if it's been more than a year, um, you, you're not going to be able to successfully apply for that leave. Talking about discrimination, this yes. paternity leave and maternity leave shows that there's a clear discrimination in our society. Ten days paid leave for those who are employed full-time as men, but four months minimum paid leave for women. Who, who helps this woman if she went through a C-section? Who helps this woman if she had twins or multiple births? Is it not the father of the children? So why does the law not give uh, fathers a, a, a longer duration paid to be at home with their children, supporting the mothers of their children? Definitely, definitely. You know, I think this is an argument that many people have had over the last few years, even when um, the amendments came about for the 10 days paternity leave, you know, because why is there such a big gap? I know for myself, I, I needed more support during my maternity leave, during those first few weeks. And it's just not there. Um, there are a lot of discussions that are being had, you know, just with regards to, to the leave, to the paternity leave, because you're also looking at situations where if something unfortunately happens to the mother, you know, is that really enough for the father? What, what, what does he need in order to support his child in the absence of the mother? Um, you know, the law is heading in the right direction in that they have taken these steps, even though it is significantly small. Um, but these definitely are, you know, discussions that need to be had, amendments that need to be made to the law, because it is clearly very, very different um, in terms of how they're dealing with both the men and the women. And I think they should also take a look at the various contracts. If one applies for one person who works and contributes towards um, taxes and contributes towards the working um, of, of our economy by going to work, they should have some sort of leave, um, no matter what contract they have. Because at the end of the day, you are a valuable member bringing services to the company. So if one is getting it, I think the other should get it. And yes, I'm saying this because as an independent contractor, um, all my kids I had while I was an independent contractor. And I'd had, I, you have to plan in advance because no one is going to give you no handouts while you sit at home for four months. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, that is, um, it's, it's a sad reality in our society. You know, if we're looking at the law, you know, it's, it's, it's unpaid leave. Even those 10 days are unpaid for the fathers. And we've, we've got UIF in place, but does that really assist us? You know, we've got such delays with, with the payout of UIF um, for women on maternity leave. 
and there's just not enough support for them. So definitely a lot of um, reviews need to be done in terms of in terms of the leave policies that are in place in different companies, as well as the consideration for paid and unpaid leave. Gabriela, as we close off, uh, please give us contact details for um, your law firm, Skuman Law Incorporated. Thank you. Um, you can contact us on 021-425-5604. We also have our Facebook page and an Instagram um, page. That's, you'll find that at Skuman Law Inc. So that's Skuman Law Inc. And then if you do have any inquiries for us or any questions that um, you may want to discuss further, you're more than welcome to contact us on inquiries at skumanlaw.co.za. Excellent. Thank you very much and have a good evening. You too. Thank you so much, Patricia.